Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. As always, I am one half of Records. My name's Wade, and joined with me today is, again, our our groupie now. Kevin Kevin has very much not enjoyed that, <laughs> but Alex, our groupie, is joining me today. Alex, how are you, man? I'm doing well. The, the phones are going off. The hotline's buzzing. It's only <laughs> Kevin calling. He's already heard us. It's It's over. <laughs> He's so upset. He's like, when we talked about this, because Kevin listened to the episode, Kevin and I don't always listen to the episodes afterwards. Like, I'll listen to make sure we do some editing, you know, make sure everything came through properly. But uh, Kevin actually listened to the episode, and he was like, I'm not calling him a groupie. (laughs) Like, that's weird. (laughs) And I was like, no, man, I think that's awesome. We have a groupie. And he was like, no, no, I don't think you understand. (laughs) And then Alex was like, yeah, I'm going to Urban Dictionary this. So I thought, yeah, I will too. Just to, uh, maybe we shouldn't call him a groupie. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, yet the name, the, the name survives. So, you know, <laughs> I... <laughs> that, that is just for Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I suppose so. You know, Kevin is one for language because I remember when the show started something about friends with benefits came on yes. and now he's going to groan. He might, he's, he's actually, there's going to be a group message where he will say, I stopped listening to the pod three minutes. Right in. after, right after yeah. he said that. So listeners, just so you know, you have listened to more of this podcast as of this moment than Kevin probably <laughs> Kevin will has. have. And he's the host. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Alex, how are you doing, man? How's life? I'm been? doing well, doing well. Um, as some listeners may remember from the last episode, um, I mentioned I just completed a move. And when I say completed, you realize it's never really over or completed. Right. Um, today was, you know, car titles, getting an official license again. Um, mm-hmm. all, all those fun things, yo. So open up the wallet here, open up the wallet there. Good stuff. Yep. But other than that, sounds that, about right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, open up the wallet that doesn't go to Star Wars or any super fun things. Right. That's how it goes. Right. Well, let's be real, though. The With the move, you've seen some really cool stuff. I mean, you've sent us pictures of the deer in your yard, and that tractor you have is pretty dope. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So listeners we'll have to tweet um, it so everyone can see the tractor we were talking about yeah and it was so cool you pointed out when we were talking about this weekend how it reminded you of um ray speeder and that was kevin oh, that was kevin okay yeah, so kevin did but i mean that is exactly what i thought when i saw it um it i only wish very, it was the color yeah well you can fix that yeah you can make it you can right. deck it out right like it's ray speeder yeah it's it just I, I i hope the listeners 
in the folks on Twitter appreciate it. I mean, it's this really cool thing. So long story short, this is a nearly 45 year old, you know, farm tractor. Um, Cause this new home is sitting on a couple of acres. We have a, a lawn that needs to be taken care of. Um, yep. But my father and I, we wanted a project. We wanted something that was like, you know, Americana that to me felt like American graffiti that felt like George Lucas, frankly. Um, and when these, you know, when you have a objective like that and you realize things cost money, often you don't really get the objective that you had in mind. Yeah. Um, but we very luckily found someone on Marketplace who lived nearby. He had something that was no longer in use that we will tweet. We will put the pictures online. Um, but it's really cool. So long term, we have a, a couple uh, mechanical things to figure out, but um, it'll be a cool project for us. Yeah, absolutely. I won't yeah, be going as fast listeners... as Ray. That's that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, we could we could figure out a way to trick it out. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I may not pimp, be able to appear on the pod like, anymore. Do do uh, pimp my tractor? I might try spinning. That might be a good trick. I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, I bet our our listeners weren't expecting to uh, hear us talk about tractors for the first segment. Yeah, that probably wasn't on their bingo card. <laughs> You know, this is a real peek behind the curtain. Neither was I. I and I feel <laughs> <laughs> I do truly no, but I feel mean, like it did. It, you know, it's crazy. Like how many things you can relate back to Star Wars, like in even in real life. Like I, for one, every time I walk through an automatic door, I wave <laughs> my hand just religiously. And it's I probably look like an idiot walking into the store every time I do it. But it feels awesome you can you can find star wars in the simplest places in life what have you ever done something in public to catch the attention of another star wars fan like have you seen a license plate and have you like honked the horn or have you like seen a shirt if someone is wearing or even looking at like if someone's looking at star wars toys i go over and start talking to them if i see that they're wearing a shirt that's Star Wars related. I will go up to them and start a conversation with them. It doesn't matter if they want me to. It doesn't matter if they look like they're making a beeline to the bathroom or the checkout line. None of that. I'm going with them so we can talk Star Wars. And right. they will either appreciate it or they'll never wear that shirt in public again. Or visit that store again. <laughs> or visit that store again. Yeah, or no, go in I mean, public. Yeah, anytime I see something Star Wars, I I have to bring attention to it you know i i once had a theory that you could walk into and this came from being in a barnes and noble and maybe that was the perfect store for this but i had a theory that you could walk into most stores with general retail items and just stop look in any one of three directions and see a star wars logo like see the logo on your hat you're right it's you know going to be a toothbrush or a greeting card a magazine a book a toy a t-shirt you know it permeates everything yeah um my you know i'm thinking you know the question i just asked you um when i was still living in connecticut it was it was so funny at the my last month i was running into the same couple of cars with star wars themed stickers or license Mm -hmm. plates and i was often with my mother who has a little grogu plush in her car so we i swear this was a mando fan it was something about the license plate 
we were behind them. I was like, we, we have to pull up to the side of them. Uh, and I don't want to scare someone. So it's like, you don't want to honk the horn. So we pull up to the side. And if you can imagine, I'm really far to the side, like with a, a, a beanie baby looking Grogu going like, hey, look at me. Yeah. This person, they, they didn't look at me. It was an utter fail. I assume that they were borrowing the car. They, they probably weren't even a fan. I, I was so embarrassed. So embarrassed. I mean, it was a fan fail that time. My, I've had a couple of customers because I drive a work truck in my industry. So I've got a truck and I've got a little, which Kevin actually gave me as a gift um, when he lost bingo to me. Uh, when we did Mando bingo, he had to pick out a couple of Star Wars gifts to, well, really he had to pick out one, but he picked out like three or four different items. And one of them I think it's supposed to be an ornament. It's a Grogu sitting in his little basket thing, um, and it's got a string attached to it. And I actually don't hang it on the tree. I hang it on my mirror on my truck. Mm -hmm. So I've had a couple customers see that and go, oh, you like Star Wars. And then, of course, you know, the floodgates open up. Oh, do I ever? Right. Um, You found the guy. my, My boss is hilarious. My boss, super nice guy, super awesome. Um He's very, very Southern, very country, I mean, to the bone. Um, never would have pegged him as someone who watches Star Wars. And he had seen it in, in my truck at one point and said, oh, you've got Grogu sitting there. And, you know, my thought is, you actually know his name? And so we would start talking, and he said, yeah, I kind of keep up with the shows and the movies. You know, he doesn't get into any of the books. He's not like a super fan or anything. But anytime I tell him I found something cool, like a lightsaber, like, um, give you a good example. We went to really, so this was a bad situation. Um, the, we were, we were at a Ross one night, and there was a shooting situation that happened in the parking lot. Uh, and this was like a couple weeks ago. And so we were kind of hunkered down in the, in the store for a while, but my this feels like breaking news, room. by the way, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you are, yeah. <laughs> this is so, like, I'm like, it just, I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. I found out afterwards that my boss, like we went out to Olive Garden that night and my boss had just left Olive Garden around exactly the time we pulled up. Um, and it was the same Olive Garden and everything. We actually live like 10 minutes mm. away from each other. Um, but so we went to Olive Garden, had dinner. They had gone across the street to Dairy Queen, which is probably what we should have done. We went to Ross because I had found out that Ray's lightsaber was um, the, the Force FX Black Series lightsaber was being sold in some Ross locations on sale. Yes, yes. I just saw that on Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, ah, well we're right here. There's a Ross in the parking lot with the Olive Garden. So I went over there and, and, uh, went to find it. And sure enough, they had it. So they actually had two, uh, but I only picked up one, but anyway, (laughs) so then the, the shooting, (laughs) the shooting situation happened in the parking lot and we were able to, to get out eventually and just head straight home. But I told my boss about everything over the weekend and his question, well, he said, I'm glad you guys are okay did you at least come home with the lightsaber? <laughs> I said, yeah, absolutely. Of course I did. Um, so it was, it's just funny, but he sees the Grogu and anytime I have to swap out my truck, cause you know, our trucks have to be maintained just like any regular cars. So we have to take them to the shop, get them oil change, get tires swapped out, whatever. 
Um, but anytime I have to switch trucks, if I forget Grogu, which I don't do very often, but I've done it like once or twice, he will pull it out of the truck for me, even though I'm going right back into that truck when it's out of the shop, he will pull it out and make sure it gets into the truck I'm using in the meantime. Um, so all of that to say, yes, Star Wars is everywhere, um, and I, I start up a conversation with anyone that gives any inkling of, you know, recognition towards Star Wars. Yeah, maybe we should ask the listeners to, you know, tweet us some pictures of, you know, their car decal or, you know, something, whatever their thing is that screams Star Wars when they're out in public. You know, I'm That's thinking... That's idea. Yeah, I'll take a couple pictures. Um, two things I'll shout out. So I currently have the Han Solo dice hanging from okay. my rear view. Yep. Um, and whenever I get it serviced, because, you know, they're the dice, I have to take them down myself, yep. even though they're going to be fine. <laughs> yep. No one's going yep. to take the dice. But, and I just picture the moment from Solo um, early on when he's getting the, the speeder... Um, stuck in the wall stuck, and he has to pick it, up the dice off of the <laughs> to make sure and that's me that's me mind. in the side of the car grabbing the <laughs> dice and <laughs> i keep that's them in the awesome. pocket and um so that's my current one that i, I always hope that someone stops me in a parking Sees lot it and yep. yes it <laughs> hasn't happened yet um so when i first started driving um in Connecticut, I'm not sure if every state like has vanity plates when you can, you know, submit your own, um, you know, phrase or whatever. You can put your own tag on the license plate. Most states. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I decided to be really cool. I was driving a Volkswagen Jetta at the time. So I had a license plate that wasn't VW Jetta. It was VW Jedi. And oh, it was yeah. available. I had it for years. I even had, it's actually sitting in this house right now. Um, one of like the European style plates for the front of the car. And I had that one that said VW Jedi. Um, that was really cool. That was cool for a couple oh, of that years. Makes, I'm going to have to do that with, because we just had to buy a new car uh, through other unfortunate circumstances. One of our friends totaled our car, backed into it. <laughs> yeah, in listeners, if the if the harrowing shooting incident wasn't enough, Wade has another life update for you. We've just had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> we, we had to, Wade, the same, Wade has his own Disney same, Plus series. <laughs> the same the same week that we had to deal with the shooting situation, we also had my wife got stuck in an elevator at the OB's office, which is not usually a normal thing or like a, a, like something to really be that worried about, except that she's got an extreme fear of getting stuck in an elevator and an elevator, like dropping out from under her, not being able to get out, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's one of those irrational fears. I've got an irrational fear of going out a boat on a boat out in the ocean. I, I'm fine with them on lakes. Can't do it on the ocean, period. I'm an escalator um, guy. So, yeah. So everyone's got something. Yep. And that's her. That's one of hers. Like she, So she got stuck on the elevator earlier in the week. Then middle of the week, she hit a deer. And we thought we were going into preterm labor. So there was some concern there with the baby. And then the next day, um, 
I think the next day was just we were sluggish because we didn't get much sleep <laughs> from the night before because uh, we were at the ER for like a couple hours. And then the day after that, I think that was Friday, um, on my way to work in the morning, I witnessed an accident and got out to check on everyone, make sure they were okay, brought my first aid kit, all that. And then one of the cars catches fire. And so I had to go grab the fire extinguisher from my truck and help put that out. Um and then, like, less than a mile down the road, my truck gets a flat, and I had to change the flat out. And then Saturday comes, and that's when the shooting happened. So it, it's just been – that that was a crazy week. It was just, like, back-to-back-to-back stuff. Then we had a week of, like, nothing going on, <laughs> and then that Sunday – A week of nothing. Uh, our, 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 uh, our buddy, we love him to death. And he definitely didn't mean to. He's got a big Silverado truck, and we had a little small Hyundai Sonata. So he couldn't see us, but he backed into the front of our car, and it ended up totaling the car. So we finally were able to finish paperwork and kind of get everything solidified on a new car last night. Now, it's not new, but it's new to us, and it's a Honda Accord, so it should last a while with the current mileage it's got. Um, But all of that to say... I'm going to have to do some fun license plate thing with it and just spend the extra money to say, yeah, I'm going to customize it. Cause I need that. Yeah. <laughs> things, oh you know? <laughs> my God. Do you need, yeah. We're talking like six or seven letters on a license plate is the yep. least, is the least yep. we can yep. get. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet. Yeah. You have to, you have to. And you know, listen, listeners, I mean this, that, that in itself, like I just joke sounds like a Disney plus show. I mean, I just saw that the new Marvel show coming soon. Echo is getting a an M rating. Wade has yeah. his own like <laughs> rated M for M adventure. Rating. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yep. Um, and it's it's it it's truly insane. yeah more you know praise to you you know Wade and listeners like because I mean this man is taking time out of his week as he tries to do every week you know for all of us you know myself included to listen to this show with Kevin um, and like you know I like how light you and Kevin are regularly but you know you guys have a lot of stuff happening in your lives with Kevin's move wrapping up yep. um, and you know really it's uh, it's really well, cool and the you funny, both the funny thing is his move's gonna wrap up and we might have one week where he's back with me maybe two if if you know we're really really lucky and then the baby's gonna be here and i'm gonna be gone for a little while so it'll be you and you and kev for sure because i'm just not gonna have the ability to for at least a week or two i don't know if we joked on the episode last week or via text but it may be just uh it'll be guest host from twitter we may we'll farm it out (laughs) someone we're just gonna well i've thought about i need to bring on rfb at some point yes uh, which because he he reached out and he was like, "Hey, if you need a guest, I'd be more than happy to." And I was like, "Yeah, we probably should." So RFB, if you're listening, you are in the docket. Like we are trying to get you on. And uh, same with Dylan. I feel really bad about Dylan. <laughs> now, granted, I haven't asked Dylan. Even that he's offered, but Dylan also just had a kid like within this last month, month or two. And so I'm really trying not to ask him to do anything right now. Now, if he jumps on and says, hey, I've got this day available or I've got this weekend available or this week or whatever, we've got a quiet atmosphere, we can do it. I'm going to bring him on. Um, but the I've been trying not to to try and, you know, pull his evenings away because now he's got two kids. And so he's got a handful 
all in of itself. So trying not to, to burden him too much. Um, I feel like the Cosmo Kramer of the show, because I'm always so (laughs) impressed with how you guys manage everything and listeners, I don't have children of my own. And so again, the fact that Kevin and Wade can make the time for this with their families, you know, more praise to them. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm, I, I should just pop in like the neighbor. I should be the Kramer of the pod. That, that's <laughs> you it. Should. Uh, or, uh, we're rebranding. Showing my age a little bit here. I, I don't usually feel old, but this will make me feel old. Uh, you remember home improvement, the show? Yes. Yes. So you're kind of like that neighbor on the other side of the fence where you just yeah, Heidi Ho. <laughs> see him right here. That's Alex. Yes. <laughs> So Dude, that, that, that's you. My my Twitter bio says I'm the real life Al Borland, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wearing a flannel right now, <laughs> or a plaid shirt right now. Which is so awesome. Um, um, well, wait, we gotta get to gotta get to some news. Um, yeah, there's not not a, a lot of Star of Wars news. Yeah, tell me about um what you were mentioning right before we started recording. Yeah, so uh little update on skeleton crew from what I've been reading through different sources here and there. Uh, looks like it is going to be a January, 2024. Um, I know you had mentioned something about the, the actor strike possibly coming to a close. Yes. So as of the time of recording, so, I mean, we're literally talking, it's about eight 30 in the evening, Tuesday night. Um, so I saw this afternoon that it, may end this evening um the only holdup is some language regarding the use of artificial intelligence you know big surprise there right um that and regarding the use of actors slash performers likeness it's a lot of things that if you've been following the strike came up very early on the fact that some performers may have their image taken and it may be put in a background without their knowledge they're paid for a day their image may exist for lifetimes. Um, So yeah, folks, I mean, anyone who is starting to feel the effects of the strike, I mean, know that for both writers and now actors, we may have an official close. And again, I do like to bring to light very, very much uh, first world problems, but (laughs) yes, no, of course, of course, give the credit where credit's due. You know, I do think, you know, anyone should be paid, you know, honestly and accurately. And I think numbers with viewership and stuff like that and, and likeness, you know, especially when you get into the whole AI and like the deep fake and, and some of that discussion, I, I do agree that there need to be some, some guidelines. That, Cause I mean, we are, we're breaching areas that we haven't been able to, to breach before. And so I, I do think, you know, there needs to be a conversation, but a lot of this is also, you know, our woes as fans is, oh no, I have to wait a month until Skeleton Crew comes out. You know, I've got to wait another month or whatever. And it's like perspective. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing is now uh, (laughs) both these, uh, these newer or maybe lesser profile writers and actors are going to have better pay. I know the big thing was um, health benefits for the more lowly paid of the group, which is the largest portion of actors and writers. Um. So, yeah, good for them. I mean, because they are the folks that, you know, give us the distraction. They give us the thing that we get to talk about tonight. They are why we exist to an extent. Yeah. Um, And speaking of actors, we can actually talk about Jeremy Renner. 
Um, again, I saw oh, yeah. as of this evening, by the time this publishes, folks may have seen it, but um, I believe Variety is running an article, just a, a brief update on his um, recovery. So I encourage folks to, you know, check in on that. If you're a Hawkeye fan or a fan of any of his just litany of works, Mission Impossible, Born, the comedies Tag. he does. Yep, exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's one that I still have not seen, but it looks like such a fun movie, like the concept of it. Looks yeah. hilariously fun. Yeah, and you know, not not to get off on a tangent, but and again, because real life happens, but you know, like in this article that I briefly read, I mean, he's doing well. Um, it's again incredible to review what happened. I mean, him being run over by his fourteen thousand pound snow cat. Yeah. Fourteen thousand pounds. Um uh, that's incredible. And he's done just about anything possible for his recovery so you know kudos to him um because he seems like just one of those genuinely like good guys yeah yeah he seems like the kind of guy that you could stop off the street and just say hey you know i appreciate you know your movies or shows i think you've done a really good job you you know and he would be i feel like he's the kind of guy that would actually interact and talk with you yeah yeah absolutely um you know so kudos to him and we wish him well and i'm sure other folks do as well. So check in on him if you have the time. Um, Something else I wanted to bring up was today is the 20 year anniversary of the 2D Clone Wars micro series. Um, I mean, Wade, do you have any memories of that? That was sort of like the, for our generation, the first Clone Wars? Yeah, that was the first Clone Wars by, I I can't remember exactly. I think it's like Tartakovsky. I didn't Something say like it because I didn't want to pronounce it. <laughs> so I, so. I will take that bullet. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I think that, but yeah, that that's the one, that was the first introduction, um, not into animation, obviously, because there were Correct. prior incidents of Star Wars animation. But for our generation, you know, we talk about being the, the prequel generation. That was our, our first intro um at least into into a mainstream something that's current, uh, some kind of current form of animation, and uh, I can remember that show originally aired, if I'm correct, on Adult Swim, which was Cartoon Network's uh, adult evening time uh, cartoons or you know animated you know like Family Guy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think Family Guy is what's run like one of the things that runs on it now. But they had a bunch of other stuff, you know, like Robot Chicken and some of those others that definitely not kid friendly. Funny as all get out. Like the Star oh, Wars yeah. Robot Chickens. I don't know if you've watched them. I own all of them because they are just I think they are absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, I apps as a child. I absolutely hated Spaceballs, and we can get into that, <laughs> but I loved Robot Chicken. I really did, and we'll, we, yeah, I, I love that stuff, yeah. So I'm thinking I'm of... Uh, is, as a kid, you were a stick in the mud. Yeah, no, because I was that guy. I was like, don't make fun I of my Star Wars. <laughs> Spaceballs was hilarious. I know, and I appreciate it, it now, so but I just... Uh, yeah, I was I was the kind of kid that like just about anything that was Star Wars related in some form or another, I appreciated. Like even if it was a parody of it, I, I was pretty happy with it. Oh yeah, it made, and it, I think you really make it big when you're big enough to be parody parodied. Yeah, you know, that that's the thing. If you've got a parody version of whatever you are, 
you've made it. You've right. Made it it, when it's a major motion picture parody. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh. so that's when I remember uh, with Clone Wars, mm-hmm. I would sneak out, usually on Friday nights, because that's when my dad sometimes would sleep on the couch throughout the week, you know, depending on his work schedule, because he works, he's, I don't really know exactly what his title is. Um, he worked for a big, uh, like, microchip company called ST Microelectronics, and at the time he was on call a lot. So he had a like old fashioned, again, showing my age, but he had a pager, not, mm-hmm. not a cell phone or something. He had a pager and the nights he was on call, he would sleep out in the living room so that when he got paged, he wouldn't have to, you know, wake mom up. It was just a matter of him waking up, getting on the computer, doing whatever sure, he sure. do, going back to bed. But there were Friday nights. He was almost never on call. And so Friday nights were the nights where I could sneak into the family room if I was very quiet and put on the TV and turn the volume way down. I mean, it was one of those, you hit the power button and the next button I'm pushing is the the volume all the way down button Mm -hmm. so that I could kind of incrementally increase it just enough so I could hear it without waking them up. And so I would do that, and then I would usually catch Clone Wars, which they would show the 15-minute clip of, because I think the episodes were originally like 15-minute shorts. Um, And then they would show like Family Guy, or not Family Guy, uh, Robot Chicken, or something like that in a 15-minute clip as well Mm -hmm. um, after that to fill that 30-minute spot. And so I would catch those whenever I could. I wasn't always on point but there were also a lot of nights on friday nights where i was allowed to stay up and play video games on my place because i had a playstation 2 at the time and i would stay up playing like battlefront or something like that and when they all went to bed i would still be up playing and then i would turn the playstation off and the rule was when the playstation goes off i go to bed (laughs) i sometimes broke that rule a little bit or i would like have the playstation running Mm-hmm. and then change the input back to the cable so I could watch the show. And then, of course, it never worked out this way, but, you know, try and change it back real quick to the to the video game if, if I heard footsteps sure. or something like that. Well, maybe you run, a, you run a load screen, it was taking a while, yeah. <laughs> and you forgot to switch back. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so I would I would absolutely try to stay up and sneak out to watch Clone Wars um, because it was so, and it was one of those, like, I think if my parents had actually stayed up to watch it, they would have realized like, oh yeah, yeah, this is right. actually it's something that you can watch. That's totally innocuous. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the robot chicken following right, right after, I think that they probably had a little bit of issue with yeah, in that it, same time frame. I can't even imagine like what, what's a blippy is something that kids are into right is that my that, son loves blippy i'm just imagining that's like blippy leading into like cops yes <laughs> from the absolutely. 90s that's it that's exactly what it is so yeah it's just it was just uh but yeah i i did get away with it some nights where i'd be able to watch the whole 15 minutes or you know whatever 10 with commercials you know mm-hmm. whatever it was um but yeah now and of course now they've got it on disney plus which brilliant move because i can watch it now over and over again and we'll be watching it this weekend now that it's been brought to my attention that it's the 20th anniversary 
Yeah. And it, it's so funny. Sometimes our topics, you know, tend to overlap whether we plan it to or not. But like, you know, I'm thinking about the 2D series and I'm really glad it's on Disney Plus because I um I had it on DVD and I thought I lost it. Turns out I've had it the entire time, which is great. But as of like before it was on Disney Plus, if you went to eBay or Facebook Marketplace, good luck. Like you're ne- you're never getting it sealed, which is fine. I mean, I I could be weird and I like getting it sealed um, to open up myself. But it, it, they were easily I saw fifty dollars was the low end 75 was like an average and you know that that's just a hard thing to swallow sometimes yeah. you know absolutely well and it's kind of crazy like looking at even over the last few years they've put out some of the black series figures yeah specifically for that i mean they did like mace windu which i actually have um by accident. Mace Windu is not one of my favorite characters. I actually dislike him and the way he treats Anakin, and we can mm-hmm. get on, into all of that at some other point. But I loved that 2D animation series and the the force powers that he showed in that. Yeah, especially in like in that field scene where he's like hand punching all these droids into pieces, and like that was that was you know, badass. You know, and, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but cause as you say that I'm like, isn't it pretty cool how the force was shown so wildly then, which is also like a kind of the force unleashed era as well. But yeah, it's almost like the force was crazy. People are like that's nuts. Then the force went back to being like more normal, so to speak right. as normal as, introducing the mortis gods can be in the other right. clone wars but i like how via people like chirrut um via ezra and ahsoka we are seeing more of the jedi who use the force differently yeah. and frankly if a jedi is able to super punch a droid or anything in the future i want to think that's a cool callback to the 2d series well listen i mean when we look at if you if someone pointed this out I guess recently I saw it recently on online, but in, in revenge of the Sith, when Obi-Wan and his clones are, are jumping down on Utapau, you've got clones like fist fighting some of the droids, like some of them <laughs> run right. up and like sucker punch the droids. And it's like, dude, that's it. That's like all metal. So, I mean, if they're doing that in Canon, there's no reason a Jedi wouldn't be able to do that empowered by the force. Yeah. So all of that to say, I had run across the Mace Windu in a Walmart. It was the only one there, and I had never seen it before. And I'd never—I mm-hmm. didn't even know this was still when I was like kind of getting back into collecting and collecting Black Series specifically, because Black Series anything has been really, really new to me. Like I've always looked at Black Series as it's expensive; it's not necessarily worth the money. I would love to have all of the Black Series stuff, figures and helmets and lightsabers and all that. It's just not worth the money. But I saw this one and I was like, oh, that's from the animated series. And anytime I get a Jedi with clone armor, like that, that was the big thing for me. Jedi and clone armor. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost screams like Old Republic era when the Jedi wore armor in the Sith Wars, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I bought the bullet and decided to pick it up. 
So it's sitting on my shelf right now. But yeah, I loved that. That 2D series was absolutely fantastic. Well, the way you just described it as well, like sneaking in the viewings, you know, it's on before Robot Chicken or it's a lead into other programs. It just, it feels like it's like a pirate programming right. or something. <laughs> and it's so crazy. Like that's, that's only 20 years ago, but Star Wars in that 20 years has become mainstream upon mainstream upon mainstream again, where imagining that there's a brand new Star Wars show that's just thrown on Cartoon Network at the end of other programs or as a lean that is it's insane. It's 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 so funny. It wasn't on like mainstream, you know, when kids would be home from school to watch in the afternoons or anything like that. I mean, I was like anywhere from, because the first episode aired in 2003, last episode in 2005. So I was anywhere between 8 and 10 at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that's kind of showing my age a little bit again. But, you know, in that span, like, I, I can't imagine why they didn't put that into mainstream i I feel like that was a miss yeah that in into like a a main um and maybe they were just trying to market it to the to the adult fans originally um you know because i i know like with clone wars the the newer animated series with filoni and everything like i think they originally marketed that one specifically to kids but then they realized they were getting a lot of the older you know teens and and even some adults into it and that's why it kind of started taking some darker turns i think they realized their fan base was a lot bigger for that show than just these kids um and so it's kind of cool to see that kind of back and forth but i i I still because i don't looking back on it like i don't remember anything that would have been like too scary for me to handle or you know for any kids my age you know anywhere from eight to ten i don't yeah anything that was really like super dark or super like you know outside of the star wars norm i mean darth darth maul was scarier looking than anything i saw in the 2d series exactly and you know because as you mentioned that as well the 2d series does follow attack of the clones so again like it's whatever you've seen in the original trilogy plus phantom menace as you said plus attack of the clones and some i think back to some of the like scholastic brand young adult books or like Uh books like the the thin books from the book fairs and stuff like that and some of those had some freaky scary covers that oh yeah yeah. absolutely Um, yeah, but yeah, that 2D series, I mean, you know, it's funny you mentioned how it was like a pivot going from the 2D series to the, I guess I'll go from Clone Wars to the Clone Wars to TCW. Um, and I know for myself, so, you know, you mentioned you were like in that eight to 10 range. I was in the 12 to 14 year old range from 2000 three to five when it was airing um so for both of us and even for kevin like you're old old yeah i'm I'm knocking on the door (laughs) (laughs) one foot in the grave i'm I'm, I'm, I'm there (laughs) um but those are formative years and like eventually i'll talk more about you know my favorite part of star wars but you know 
having that show, especially between the films, yeah. like I'm going from I'm becoming a teenager, you're thinking about like those Padawan years, like being Anakin, like that show was that I mean, that was literally feeding candy to a baby. Yep. One hundred percent. Um and you know, one last note to hit on it, at least for the moment, um I believe with the timing of everything, that was the official introduction to Asajj Ventress, uh, the first yes. appearance now, I guess, not canon, side canon, but right. it's one of those, like, if, if it doesn't conflict, is it canon, which I feel like is still yet to be determined. You know, yeah. Um, well, but my... I, my... My rule of thumb is if it doesn't conflict with canon, I'm going to keep it as head canon until something does conflict with it. And then, you know, at that point I have to shift my view or I'm going to write on Twitter about how much I hate it. You know, those are the two options you have. Right. And, you know, no, no shots fired at Lucasfilm, but they've also proven sometimes that they'll change something for the sake of something new. Um, You know, we've seen that with, uh, Tales of the Jedi um, regarding the last episode with the Inquisitor yeah, with Ahsoka. and Ahsoka and all that. Yeah. And I wasn't personally familiar with that, but I understand a lot of fans were upset with that. Um, and it's almost like for me, you know, I, I I don't understand, you know, exactly what they felt because that wasn't a story that I had read regarding the E.K. Johnston um, Ahsoka novel. Um right. But it does suck when you feel like a part of Star Wars you love is erased or overwritten. Um, right. So anytime there's like that, like I mentioned, like the side canon, or I think I like to refer to it as like the, um, as Ahsoka says in Rebels, there's always a little truth in Legends. Um, right. That I feel like that was very intentionally written to the fan base. Um, yeah. So sometimes that's all the stories that I like that don't break canon as you said those are the well and he, those stories the other thing i've kind of adopted in terms of my viewpoint on legends or the expanded universe i always look at anything that's written or you know that does not fall under technical star wars canon as like oh maybe this was a legend told by someone who heard about something you know that kind of thing and exactly it's very easy for me to say i can still enjoy good story writing without holding this to be absolute truth yeah and i think um i mean look at the way sometimes even our characters in star wars treat their mythos like um in one of the last ahsoka episodes you know sabine has to catch ezra up on the happenings and it's like well the emperor is gone and it seems so nonchalant but like that's right that's a person in a big galaxy relaying a story that may as well be a legend to someone else right but um so that's that's how i view it and i'm able to enjoy everything i read and listen to regardless yeah well let's get into another topic um do you want to talk collecting a little bit i know you're going to hand off to me but like what are your thoughts on collecting in star wars so i did but i had a couple of a couple of other news snippets do it do it um one the young jedi adventures series which takes place during the high republic um just received five emmy nominations recently congratulations really really cool yeah i mean yeah so 
also really cool. One of the voice actors for one of the main characters liked a post where I posted that, you know, my son and I were watching that because he's like that. He's oh, enjoyed cool. it. It's a fun. They've done a very good job with it. Um, yeah. The animation has been good. The music's been awesome in the in the show. But yeah. It takes place during High Republic era. And so they got nominated for Outstanding Preschool Animated Series, Outstanding Music Direction and Composition for an Animated Program, Outstanding Main Title, Outstanding Editing for a Preschool Animated Program, and then Outstanding Sound Mixing and Sound Editing for a Preschool Animated Program, which is super awesome. Because any anytime Star Wars is in the mainstream, like awards, I, I love it. But especially for like a preschool, because I hate most preschool based, you know, mm-hmm. shows. And they're obnoxious. I hate watching them. So a lot of them are low production, low quality. Mm-hmm. Disney did not s- spare any expense with this show. I mean, they've done a very very good job. So much to the point, like we've picked out some some Christmas gifts for. Oh, Gene. cool. Uh, that are young Jedi based. So super awesome to see that this show has been doing so well and is, is being recognized at the top level uh, for mm. what it is. Cause it's not just now, granted, if you don't have kids, I'm not recommending you go watch it necessarily. Cause you, you know, the writing is for kids. The yeah, everything about it is for kids. But if you've got kids and you want to sit down and watch, especially if they're younger, like in the preschool years, do it. Absolutely. That is a great way to introduce them to Star Wars. Um, you know, earlier than waiting until they're seven or eight or six or whenever to watch the original movies. So I would absolutely recommend that show. Well, I mean, and you just nailed um, something about demographics and how the Star Wars fan base is so big. And now, unlike 20 years ago when they're shoving a program on Cartoon Network, they have a five Emmy nominated show just for preschoolers that I haven't watched. And, you know, again, I'll probably have to watch at least some of it just to, you know, out of respect for those nominations. Cause again, seriously, kudos to those folks who worked on it. Um, But yeah, that's the cool thing about Star Wars now is like, you know, I'm in my early thirties. I don't have children myself, so I'm going to probably skip the show, but those with children can have this other cool experience with them. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Um, And the other snippet of news that I wanted to cover, which is pretty minor. I'm not a huge NASCAR guy, but this was pretty cool. And this might make me watch NASCAR. Um, So Bubba Watson drives for Columbia, the clothing brand, which just came out with their fall release um, of Star Wars inspired outfits, Mm -hmm. which there's been like mixed reviews. Some people are like, oh, I I have no idea that that's Star Wars related, Mm -hmm. which I I get it. But I mean, they're also trying to make clothing that people are going to wear regularly. Like you don't want to walk around looking like you're wearing a costume. Right. But you can see the inspiration. If you're a Star Wars fan, you can definitely see like the color scheme, some of the patterns, some of the way they have pockets, you know, that kind of thing. Well, Columbia said as as a great way to promote this, they completely rewrapped um, Bubba Watson's car to look like Luke's X-Wing and his (laughs) racing uniform is Luke's uh, jumpsuit for flying the X-Wing and his helmet is Luke's helmet now. Did like, he race already with this? I don't know. I don't know if he's raced in it yet, but I've seen some of the pictures of them because they've already wrapped it and everything, and it 
oh my gosh, it looks awesome. I might have to start watching cars take left turns all day. Hey, just hey, to hey, see, hey. Just to see this car. I'm a NASCAR guy. <laughs> I'm going to check but, you right yeah. there, driver. <laughs> it looks, I mean, it looks awesome. It's an awesome oh. setup. I, you know, it's unfortunate. I saw something about it. So I do follow NASCAR a bit. So I saw Bubba Watson and I did see he was in an orange, um, I get now it was the flight suit, but I wasn't paying attention. I'll have to look it up. That's awesome. It's awesome. Wow. (laughs) It looks so good. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Columbia. yeah, that that's a fantastic marketing. I mean, that that's a great way to get Star Wars fans who may yeah. not be into NASCAR or clothing in the boat. Yeah, they did so. um last year. I wasn't able to purchase any, but they did the Boba Fett collection, or that was a tie-in yes. for the the show. Yeah. Um, and they did the Hoth yeah. jacket the year before. They've that, been maybe. known for doing some some Star Wars collabs, but they're they're like all in on it now. Yeah, Which that's really awesome. cool. So wow. that was the other snippet of news. Um, before we get into the main topic of conversation for tonight, I do have a question of the day for you. Hit me with it. All right. If any legends or EU content were to be turned into canon, um, and not only canon, but specifically in animation or live action form in a show or movie, what would you want it to be and why? Oh, I already got it. Um, it would be the Dark Horse Republic slash Clone Wars comics um, from an era we just were discussing, that early 2000s era. That That's my pick for the material, or specifically I'm thinking characters like uh, Quinlan Voss, um, who I know is, you know, he's canon. He's in the Clone Wars. He's got the Kenobi mentioned in the show. Um, there's the Phantom books. Menace. Yes, he's in the Phantom Menace. Um, but I will say, like, those comics, That's those are really, like, my the key to my heart for Star Wars is in those comics. Um, they were a great companion to the movies at the time. And... Right. You know, for the sake of the Clone Wars and characters like Ahsoka and whatnot, they, those stories got shifted to the side. So, yeah, I, that's that's what I would bring back 100%. Into, um, I, oh, wait, I don't know. I, now, see, my question is how would you integrate that yeah. in with current existing canon? I, ooh. So I because th- you would have to rewrite one or the other to some yeah. extent. I oh, so I would easily rewrite or overwrite um, all of the Quinlan Voss appearances in the Clone Wars. A- essentially, anything, any of the canonical Quinlan appearances, excluding the cameo in the fan, the like the retroactive cameo, um, and excluding the mention in Kenobi, I just don't love the characterization. It just feels like two different Quinlans to me. If, you know, if listeners are familiar with the comics, he's just a little more gruffer. Um, You know, I I was listening to an episode with you and Kevin, and you were talking about the different force powers, force abilities. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and Quinlan has that psycho or psychometry. Yeah. Psychometry. Um, so for me, that was the first character that I experienced that power with. And I've since Mm -hmm. been able to see it with Cal and other characters, which is awesome. Ray as well. Um, I just like what the folks at Dark Horse did with the character. I think they threw a lot of really cool, real-world things at him. Um, that in the Clone Wars animated show, it just wasn't the the vehicle for a um, a darker story with that character. Now, follow-up question. Have you read the Dark Disciple book? I did not only because the ending was spoiled and I was not a fan. You should read it. Should I? Yes. Ah, oh, I just cuz here's my other like favorite character from that era is Asajj. I mentioned her um uh, you know, I mentioned them earlier, but it's yeah. I felt like very they well, were very well oh. written. I I think it's worth at least reading it. I'll take your recommendation. I'll take it. To determine that you don't like it. That's fine. That's that's but fair. I sure. liked it. I very much liked it. And not that my word is final, but this is Records of the Republic created by Wade. So my word is final. <laughs> yeah, this this is true. <laughs> this is truth now. This is fact. But I, I, I think I think it, it's worth a read. Um, no, just, it's got a nothing cool else cover. to get Yeah, it, it it's got if a cool nothing cover. else to get some more <laughs> information about these two because i if i remember correctly these were both uh or this book was essentially an arc in the clone wars that ended up not getting put out um and they made it into a book instead and i thought it was awesome and i would have loved to see it as an arc in clone wars Mm -hmm. i mean i really think it would have been good in animation yeah I think I was really struck with how in the Clone Wars, when he was introduced, he was so much of, you know, the, the surfer guy. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I could see that. I, I know people were clamoring if in live action for Jason Momoa, of which I would say yes, still, but let it, let, let him act and let him do not, you know, just Aquaman in Star Wars. Right. In Star Wars. Yeah. 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 So, so that that's my answer to your question. Does that suffice? Is that, is it yes. approved? Yep, absolutely. I mean, there's no wrong answer. Okay. I just may okay. disagree with your answer. Right. Um, and in the records of the Republic, I would be shown <laughs> as wrong. <laughs> in the archives That's of right. the Jedi Order. <laughs> um, no, my. so if I were to pick something, it would be the Darth Bane trilogy. Mm. And I would either turn it into a series, kind of like the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, where it's just one season and that's it. Or a single movie. Um, but the Darth Bane trilogy is by far one of my favorite. And now Darth Bane was canonized with the Clone Wars. Um, I think that was the first official like canonization of him in the Clone Wars where Yoda's kind of, you know, chasing Qui-Gon, you know, kind of going on this journey. Um, I, I want to say that was season six, five or six, something like that. Yes, towards the very uh, I know end. It was in the later, yeah, I know it was in the later seasons. But anyway, Bane, Bane's ghost shows up in this armor, and it looks entirely different from Bane in in how he's described. Every single four so, prior to that. <laughs> you know, I had some gripe with that, which I think I've talked about on the show. But mm-hmm. Bane was there regardless. So Bane is canonized, but... The series, like the the trilogy of books, 
by Drew Karpishian are incredible. Um, his character is just so formidable, and the Sith. I, I, not that not to take away from the Sith of uh, you know our canon, you know what it, what exists now, but the Sith Order in the Old Republic is so cool to dive into. I mean, it's like a mirror image of the Jedi Order to an extent um, for so long, and there's just so much that we haven't tapped into in canon that I really want to start seeing. And I think they will eventually get that direction. Um, but we haven't gotten there yet. And that's been the biggest thing, you know, especially when you get into characters like Revan. I mean, you look at the the huge fan following there is for mm-hmm. a character like Revan. And that's, that's relatively untapped as uh, as a revenue source. You know, when it comes to shows or movies, we don't have anything regarding that. So I would very much like to see older public stuff and especially Darth Bane trilogy. I mean, I'd like to see Revan and Malgus and some of these other Malik and, you know, all these other Sith. But I really want to see Darth Bane kind of taking away the Sith order as a whole and turning it into uh, the rule of two with one master and one apprentice. I really want to see that. So that all being said... So with all that said, because it sounds like you know the trilogy well, you know the character well, who would be a couple of your picks if they were available to play Darth Bane? Because it sounds like you need someone calculated. Dave Bautista. Okay, done. Answered. Boom. Dave Bautista, I think, is is a good option. I'm not saying he's necessarily the best. Um, I think Bruce Willis might have made a a good... Hmm. um, Bane at some point, although he's a little bit on the smaller side. Bane's this towering figure. He's bald, clean-shaven. He's just this mountain of a man. And so Bautista physically, if you if you could combine Bruce Willis's acting abilities with not that Dave Bautista's bad. I don't want to, you know, but he's had some simple roles. He hasn't mm-hmm. had any extensive, you know, uh, if you could give his physical appearance with Bruce Willis's acting ability, that would be a, a good combination, I think, for a Darth Bane. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson could play, you know, Bane. He's a little bit darker. I mean, mm-hmm. Bane's described as being like kind of a pale white. Um, you could get someone like Vin Diesel to play Bane, but I don't think. Vin Diesel's voice because he's got such a such a distinct kind mm. of sound to his voice and the way he talks. I don't know if you could get it to work if you could get him to to kind of speak the way Bane would. Mm-hmm. But Vin Diesel would also be. But it's that kind of look where it's like these, these heavily, you know, just bulky, but not like not like me bulky. But like shredded Dwayne the Rock Johnson bulky, you know the mountain of a man. Yeah, yeah. If you could get that kind of look, that would be a good. But yeah, Dave Bautista is probably my top choice for for a mainstream actor. Now, obviously, I think Star Wars does a fantastic job of not tapping into a lot of mainstream actors where you've seen them in this movie and you've seen them in that movie, and they've pulled a lot of actors. Now they've had some like Liam Neeson, obviously you know, was in some stuff before Phantom Menace. Like Phantom Menace was not his big breakout. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, 
So, you know, you do have some characters like that or some actors like that. But I think they do a very good job of turning actors into something, you know, instead of pulling from all these reputable actors that have been in XYZ movies that, you know, are all mainstream. Um, so that that's what I, I think, personally. I yeah. think they might make a decent bane. Um, I love that because, I mean, my mind went to two roles of his that I think emphasize his ability to carry the role. Um, his role in Army of the Dead, the Zack Snyder movie, if you're familiar with that. I haven't seen that. Um, you should watch that if for no other reason than just for him because... Uh, just to he, confirm. Yeah, because he's not, you know, it's not Drax and it's not a comedy role. It's... um. It's more of his short role from, you know, Blade Runner 2049, if you recall that. Um, Never watched that either. So that if you just YouTube Dave Bautista, Blade Runner 2049, like I'm sure you're going to get a hit and you're just watch it tonight. Just, just, yeah, watch it tonight. Because I'm checking out. I you sold me on this already. Because <laughs> no, he's got to sell Lucasfilm. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> he's got to sell the powers that be. Um, and you know, like I think you know, often you mention so many points, and I have to like you see me writing notes because you mentioned canon, I mentioned canon, and listen, like I think you and I are on the same side of the canon argument where people just need to enjoy what they enjoy and let everyone else enjoy it fairly. Right. Um, and similar to that, though, I, I think anyone, fans like ourselves, we do mention canon, or at least I do, because canon does matter to the folks at Lucasfilm, to the folks who right. make Star Wars, whether they follow it or establish new canon, it's in their hands. Um, I mean, so that's, that's just my little soapbox. That's why we talk about it, because, you know, we're kind of bound to those who establish canon. Yep. Yep. We're at their mercy. Yeah, we're we're at their mercy. Um, I I love that. I do love the Darth Bane trilogy as like a a Disney Plus a live action you know mini series. That's that's really cool. I think it, I think it would be a hit personally. Well, because another thing you meant, and I'm not even terribly familiar with the character, but just the way you described him. Like, it makes me think of what we're just now getting with Thrawn as far as, like, a character that has that presence. You know, may say few words, but both physically and demeanor, like, says everything that needs to be said, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And I, I was hoping Moff Gideon would be that guy, but, like, he's both the talk and the action, and I, I... just, I'm hoping Thrawn in live action is that person. I'm sure Lars Mikkelsen will deliver. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see another, like, again, now you, I have to go to Lucasfilm tomorrow. I'm booking the ride to California. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking Darth Bane tomorrow morning. We gotta, we gotta get this going. Yeah, actually, I'm going straight to Disney. I'm going straight to Bob Iger with this one, straight to the top. I hope it. I hope we get something with him at some point. I mean, that would be, that would not that. I mean, there's a lot of EU. I would also uh, honorable mention Star Killer Galen Merrick would be a wonderful, you know, uh, honorable mention there. 
but Darth Bane, I think, is the biggest one that's a little bit more doable, as it doesn't really pertain much to anything in canon that exists. So you could very well, uh, you know, bring the trilogy in as canon by doing a show or movie, you know, or just saying, hey, we're going to take the Legends title off of this and make it canon. But that'll never happen. So bringing it into a show or movie format would do it. Well, I do have a brief follow-up question for you. Speaking of Starkiller, you made me yes. think of another character that's always brought up whenever Starkiller is brought up, or sometime in the combo she comes up, but Mara Jade. And I bring it up to you mm. because on a recent episode with Kevin, um, I think maybe you were you guys were running with something that you saw on Twitter, folks saying like, hey, what if Shin is the canon Mara Jade, or could that. they become the canon Mara Jade. Um, you know, remind me, were you not a fan of that idea? Not a fan of Shin being Mara Jade at all. Am okay. I a fan of them bringing Mara Jade in? Yes. I think she needs to be a part of Star Wars. I think she is one of the those pinnacle, just like Starkiller, I think she's one of those pinnacle EU characters that has not been canonized whatever you know it hasn't been brought into canon um yet and that that's one of those i feel like you would do justice to a lot of fans out there who are not happy with disney um not to say that they have the right to be unhappy or anything like that i'm not not going to their defense but the fact of the matter is a lot of the eu fans would probably like bring back their griping a little bit if you were to introduce her character similar to how she was introduced in Heir to the Empire. I mean, something I just thought of as you were explaining that, is it maybe that, you know, fans like myself, like yourself, we clamor for the Star Killers or the Mara Jades, for me, the Dash Rendars and the whole Shadows of the Empire story to be brought back? Because in a way, like, those are characters and stories that sustain Star Wars, not only when Disney yes. wasn't in the picture, but when Lucas wasn't in the picture. Because folks love to debate the, you know, where was Lucas with the EU? Um, where was he with the characters and whatnot? But let's, I'm just going to assume he wasn't overseeing every single shred of it. So those yep. are characters that, you know, Star Wars is around today, like I said earlier in the episode, it's mainstream upon mainstream, because 20 years ago, folks like me and you were watching the 2D series at Friday, at Friday nights at weird times. And checking out, you know, checking out all of those Star Wars scholastic books yeah, from the library. I continue the, the love. I think... Buying the books, buying the comics with these characters. I think what Disney has not done a good job of um, not that I ever want to criticize the mouse, but I think what they really the hotlines are lighting up again. It's yeah. it's not just Kevin this time. <laughs> it's um, it's Mickey. I really think they have botched because Star Wars. What we have today in Star Wars is built on so many characters that had nothing to do with George Lucas. You know, at least yeah. in a direct format. So much of our love from Star Wars has grown not necessarily started with, but grown because of some of these characters like Starkiller, Mara Jade, 
um, stuff like that, and characters like Thrawn, which some of them have been, you know, brought into canon, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but they neglect. I mean, like, look look at Hasbro. Hasbro just released two different um, Star Killer Galen Merrick um, Black Series figures. One yeah, was a huge and they're. Black- so cool. That came with two stormtroopers with a force display where the stormtroopers are like being flung out to the side and there are so many different options. And yeah. the other one, just a simple, but like in the vintage vintage collection, like there, there there's obviously this love. I mean, they just recently within the last year came out with the, the proxy, um, the pop, Funko pop as, as a gaming great, you know, they're doing mm-hmm. these gaming greats. And a lot of these gaming great characters are characters that don't belong to canon. Yep. So it's like you're you're making money. You you can see, you can literally track how much people love these characters and you're you're kind of pushing them to the side. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I I get some of the gripe there. Now at the end of the day, I'm happy that they're making more Star Wars altogether because that didn't necessarily have to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to sit here and complain again, this is very much first world problems. Mm-hmm. Like, to sit here and complain about, oh, well, I'm not getting this character, you know. Uh, well, all right, go shove it up your, you know what, and go find something else to like. That's kind of my perspective on it, you know, but I, I just. Well, because one think... one could say Disney and Lucasfilm don't have a five Emmy nominated young children's show if all they did was, you know, tread out or retread all of my greatest hits, which would make sure. me happy, but Absolutely. wouldn't give well, you know. I mean, look at look at the show. The show is built on you know a series or an era that didn't exist before Disney and mm-hmm. has very mixed reactions in the star wars fandom some people absolutely love the high republic some people can't stand it and then you got some people who are like i don't know what the high republic is and it's a very large amount to each group it's not just you know there's a very minority you know a minute amount of people who don't really know about the high republic or don't like it you know there it's i would say it's fairly well balanced between people who like it people who don't um, and even people who were like, I haven't even touched any of it, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I think my biggest thing is none of where we are now would not be the case if a lot of what we've grown to love did not exist. And I think we need to find a way to, and I, I think, you know, Disney's done a decent job here and there. Like in the Kenobi series, we talked about Rom Coda's name was written on the wall you know, in that secret tunnel where the Jedi were like, you know, kind of escaping or helping mm-hmm. tunnel the the path, I think is what they call yes, it. Yes, yes. So a name dropped to Ram Koda. No, it's not seeing him in live action, but seeing his name in live action means... Is that, that a pun, exists. Wade, since he was blind? <laughs> seeing him? think about that, but... <laughs> Um, you know, but that kind of thing, those little nods, I think they're, they're kind of testing the water with, all right, let, and I think Filoni especially is going to try and help push this towards, cause I think he also has a respect, like a, a very, a very well-rounded respect for the EU and for legends. Um, so 
I think we're going to move in the right direction. I'm just surprised it's taken them so long to get there. Mm-hmm. That I think that's where I'm at on it. Is I feel like they could have been here already, and you know what? What's the holdup? You know, there's a lot of speculation about Jude Law's character and whether he's going to be Kyle Katarn. That would be mm. awesome. I think that, and that would be a really good example of them trying to move. And I think Kyle Katarn's a good character because I don't think he's quite as pinnacle. Like you know, I don't think he's quite as important as Mary Jade, but he's still kind of up there. And so I think if he is Kyle Katarn, this is Disney trying to test the waters and say, "All right, we we want to honor you guys. How are you guys going to react to this?" Because we still have to make it fit into to canon, regardless. Like at this point, there's so much difference between uh, canon and the EU at times that they're like, you can't just do, you know, you know, the Jedi Knight video games as canon. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's obvious differences, and so how are we going to try and honor you guys while also keeping everything in order and in line and fit you know keeping it fit you know so i i don't know i i think there's a lot of untapped potential and the way i would put it is i'm excited for what what is to come i think that's the bottom line you know keanu reeves who has been begged and begged by star wars fans to play revan at some point has been rumored uh, I don't know if it was actually confirmed, but he has been rumored to have filmed a scene in the Acolyte show. Hmm. It, if that is true, that very well means they may be, and my guess is it's a Sith holocron recording of him that, you know, the Acolyte or someone happens to have. That would be so um, cool. But, and that, that brings in a whole lot of other things because Darth Bane learn so much more about what the Sith truly are from Darth Revan's holocron. So, you know, you're, you're starting to connect more dots from the EU and you're not bringing everything in, into mainstream, Mm. you know, canon all at once, but you're starting to put the the pieces together. And eventually, eventually we're going to have this, this full puzzle picture. It's just having the patience to sit here and put this piece here. And then look at this piece and say, how can I fit this one? Where does this one go? Where is it going to match with other? And, you know, slowly, piece by piece, putting this together until we have the full picture of what they're trying to do. And and so I'm, I'm, I'm just excitedly awaiting what is next on the, on the docket. Man, you made me really look forward to the next really good Star Wars bad guy. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm super stoked to see who the next, you know, baddie is going to be. You know, I think part of that's because I was, I, I personally was let down a little bit by Kylo Ren. Not that he's not bad. And I was really, I was more so let down by Snoke, um, which we can get into another time altogether. But the last know, opinion. The sequel, yeah. After the right. opinion awakens awakens um but the the some of the baddies we've gotten recently like we've gotten thrawn in live action we had him in in rebels so you know he's not new new um moff gideon was a good baddie for a little bit um 
you know, we've we've had some good introductions. So I, I am excited to see, especially with the Acolyte more so, with Skeleton Crew and any of this like post Imperial era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the bad guys are kind of established, you know, as, you know, you've got the Empire and then eventually somehow it turns into the First Order and they'll kind of unravel all that. But anything pre-prequels is still mostly EU Legends. So they've got a lot more room to work with in terms of introducing new mindsets or, you know, factions or, you know, that kind of thing with the Sith Order and all of that fun stuff. We can kind of get into a little bit more... Um, than what's already set for anything after the prequels. That really makes me salivate for both the Alkalite and Skeleton Crew. I think because we know so little that I just, I see all the potential in both of those shows. And the key here is to not get your hopes up about one theory. That's the biggest thing. Enjoy the theories as they come out, but don't like put all of your cards, you know, into one, you know, whatever the gambling, I don't gamble. So whatever the, (laughs) put all of your, your chips in one pile or whatever. Yeah. Don't, don't Don't go all in in one theory. Yeah. Don't go all in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that kind of thing. Don't, don't get so hooked up on this one theory that you're going to be upset. You know, it's like the whole, uh, was, uh, Maroke. Oh, I knew where you were going. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. You know, I, was I hoping it was Galen Merrick? Yeah. I think that would have been cool. And to off him like that. All right. Fine. At least, at least we I could felt have so gotten, punked. But in a funny way. It, yeah. If you don't put your stock in that and you just say, ah, oh, it was a fun theory, it didn't turn out to be true. What that means is there's still a possibility for him to be introduced at some point. You know, your your theories aren't necessarily, you know, going to be disproved and then it's like, oh, that's the end of it. There's never a chance to see X character or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That that's the thing. Don't don't put your stock in one theory and when that theory or idea turns out to not be true, you just hate everything about that project because of that one little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if the writing's bad, the acting's bad, the music's bad, the action sequences are bad, that's a different story. If all, you know, if a lot of other things are going poorly for it, yeah, criticize it. But if you put all of your stock in this one thing and it turned out to not be true and that's why you hate it, I don't want to talk to you because you're you're a single track kind of person. You're a single minded, you know, single track minded. And I, I don't have time for that because I'm over here enjoying whatever is coming out Mm -hmm. Uh, well in in case in point i mean you challenged me with the dark disciple and now that's going to be something that like i'll truly have to pick up whether i you know seek a library copy or something to know for myself um we're not that's actually yeah we're we're, yeah audible is dude audible is the way to go well (laughs) i i i get to listen to so many audiobooks like i'm i'm re-listening to them right now and I've got a credit that I've got to spend and I don't know what I'm going to get at this point. Um, the dark disciple have, to share with me. That's <laughs> just, I've already got that. You, you have it. Okay. Oh but I don't. I don't, I don't, my credits are no good here, but all right. Thanks. 
Yeah, well, they don't take Republic credits. I, I I've been writing a list of people I have to visit tomorrow, and I've added a new uh, a new group. So it's Bob Iger. We're going to talk to him about the Darth Bane <laughs> show. Then I'm stopping by Keanu's house to ask him about his filming and whether yeah. he's filmed for Star Wars. <laughs> then I'm going to Audible, and we're gonna we're going to get paid for this evening's recording. See if you can add Ollie's to the list because I've been working with him a little bit to try and get some. <laughs> we gotta get something. We gotta get. Also, we gotta get something. We went way longer than I expected. We're we're at an hour and a half. <laughs> I, Folks, we're turning through time here. To, I have to cut this next week. I promise we are going to get to the topic of collecting. Um, but it's definitely not this week. Uh, well, you know what? A good conversation. I have something that I'm going to catch Wade off guard with, just as he likes to catch myself and Kevin off guard with the questions of the week. But I have something for fans of Records of the Republic. So I will post a picture of this um, because it coincides with um, the discussion we did on license plates and, you know, car decals or whatever you have, whatever your Mm. thing is. So I have a really cool brand new inbox um, baby or child on board window cling for the inside of one's vehicle. I will take a picture and we will put it on the account and I will send this out to one of our fans. Uh, you know, Wade and I, after we should hit, we should hit stop and hash this out, but I will, we will find a way to get one of our fans. I this. have a kid on the way. Yeah, he has, he has the child on the way. Um, but yeah, listeners, I mean, I challenge you to send us some photos, tweet at our Twitter account. Um, you know, what's one way you show off your star Wars fandom in public? doesn't have to be your vehicle. It could be, do you have a star Wars tie, a star Wars handbag? What's something that you like to share with others? And, uh, you know, I'm we'll gonna, follow up. I'm going to up the ante. Oh boy. Um, because I want the decal myself. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to throw in, because I haven't decided what I'm going to do with this uh, Black Series figure yet. So I'm actually going to throw this in as the giveaway. It's not the Maze Windu, got... is it? No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, let's that just trade. Well, I'll, I'll find another giveaway. On the shelf, yeah. <laughs> no, so this is the Mandalorian and Grogu on Arvala 7. Oh, which okay. I believe is one of the ones I picked up from you a while back. Yes, 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 if yes. If I remember correctly. But the I muddy one, it. right? Yes. Yeah, yep. nice. And I've I've had this sitting over to the side cuz my thing with Black Series figures is I don't usually collect more than one of each figure un- or one of each character, I should say, unless right, right. it's a character that I really really like Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan I've got like 20 over there so mm-hmm. that that's kind of the exception to the rule but the other mando figure that i got from you when i bought them was the one i really really wanted and so when i got this one i was like well i can probably find a use for it but we're going to use this as a giveaway because i don't have enough room to display it okay and so okay. i need I, i've been looking for an excuse to 
Um, not, I don't want to say offload this because that sounds wrong. That gives the wrong connotation. Sure. But I've been looking for like a, a giveaway that we could do. So this works out yeah. perfectly. Okay. So follow, follow Alex's instructions. Share with us um, how you show off your love for Star Wars in public. You know, whether it means you're wearing a T-shirt, you've got a decal or license plate, or you're carrying around a lightsaber through Walmart. I don't care how you do it, but share a picture or video of you doing it on Twitter or Instagram. We'll take entries on both and use the hashtag Records of the Republic giveaway. All right. And so we will post these rules on Twitter and Instagram and maybe even TikTok um, so that you guys know where to go and what to do. But this is the the figure we're going to give away, the Black Series Mandalorian and Grogu on our Vala 7. And it is fully sealed up. It has not been opened. The tape is on it. Um, So we are going to work on figuring out who will be its next owner. That's awesome. That is a truly awesome figure. I feel like that's a really good, I want to see, because if if we're going to do giveaways, I don't want it to be one of those like, oh yeah, follow us and then like our post and share it. And like, all right, yeah, that's cool. No. Screenshot your five-star review. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not doing any of that. Now, if you want to leave us a five-star review, (laughs) we will, we will absolutely take those. Um, But no, I want it to be something more like, personal to you guys the listeners so and we'll we'll announce on the next episode how long we're going to run this contest for we might run it for you know a week we might run it till the end of the year not sure yet maybe we'll run it until we get the next star wars show skeleton crew perhaps (laughs) yeah if the alkalite you might be waiting a while but so this is because I figure this is probably a black series figure a lot of people don't have. Yeah. Which kind of pains me to get rid of it because I don't like getting rid of things that I know I don't have. Listeners, but, next time the figure may have changed. That's right. <laughs> yep, you're getting a gonk droid. You're getting you're getting a hat. <laughs> um, but as always, uh, reach out to us on. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We've talked about doing Facebook. We might make a Facebook group at some point. Uh, you can email us at recordsoftherepublic at gmail.com if you have any questions or topics of conversation you'd like us to cover. Uh, next week, I promise we will get around to collecting. We may even make it the first part of the show, so we guarantee we can talk a little bit about collecting specifically on a budget. Um, I think that's it. Alex, do you have anything else to add? Everyone, thank you again for tuning in this week. And hey, we'll be talking about collections next week. So collect your questions in the meantime. That's right. As always, may the force be with you. And remember, this is the way.